Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. It's cliffcentral.com. Alternatively, you can stream using the Cliff Central app. Good morning and thank you so much, so much for tuning in. You're listening to Afrocentric, the show that believes in 100% African content. With myself, Joy Gracious and Sophia. Yes, that's right. Yes, welcome to it. It's 11 o'clock at the moment and we're taking you all the way till 12 p.m. How are you doing, Sophia? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm too good. What's go- what do we have on the show today? Today we have an amazing show. It's our mm-hmm. first debut show, actually. Hey, mm. so we've got two amazing people in studio who are going to interview with Fumile and Rabison, and oh, yeah. we're also going to have a scoop later on. Of course. They By yours truly <laughs> Of course, we're keeping them in the know And that's right So we have a jam-packed show lined up Just for you And we're talking all things Women in business and youth yeah. development So do make sure that you actually Interact with us on uh, social media platforms It's joy underscore gracious on Twitter And it's at I am Sophia underscore C Do follow us Hashtag Afrocentric Hashtag Cliff Central Let's just warm up the show right now With Amazulu by Amanda Black Yes, that's right. This is Cliff Central. You tuned in to, and this is Afrocentric, the show yes. that believes in 100% African content. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep on saying that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, as I said, we are talking all things women in business. Yeah. That's what right. do you think, Sophia, is actually the role of a woman in business? Well, I think. Um, it's unfortunate that like women in Africa have like a big fit to fill in because mm. they because it's always a male dominant industry. They have to prove themselves. They have to work three times or two times as harder as men um, compared to men. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, um, it's really. It, I know it can be demotivating for some other women, yeah. but at least we have um, other women like. Familia was here in studio. Of course. That who has been doing amazing, amazing work. Like I remember when she spoke at my event. Yeah. Like the pre- presentation that she did. I still practice what she said at my event. So yeah. there are women who are doing um, as much as they they can in their mm-hmm. specific careers. So it's, 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 the statistics are pretty bad, but I think we, we good. We good, right? Yeah. What do you know. think? I think uh, the role of women in business, actually, I try not to even dwell on just gender. Really, I think like if you actually have the experience, if you as qualified as another male, mm. your role is, 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 is you know, it's, it's still the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. As long as you can do the job for me, that's what really matters. Yeah. That's and right. obviously I'm a woman, so I'm going to say I can do the job better oh. than you. <laughs> I'm double trouble. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, so, yeah. Who do we have? Who do we have? Let's talk about Vumisi. We have Vumile yes. uh, Masueli, oh, right? Um, she's the executive head of um, Vodacom. And she specializes is it client strategy in Plan Africa. Services, yeah. That's right. Client strategy in Africa. Yeah, mm. that's right. So yeah, she's an amazing, amazing woman. She's like a true inspiration. By the way, she won an award. I mean, it's in December mm-hmm. yeah. by um, Ella Boss. Um, she won award for 
is it the boss for in the corporate corporate uh, corporate world so yeah. she was recognized imagine how many women are in the corporate exactly. world exactly like so many I actually, I actually have to like emphasize. This. I'm gonna just like step off just a little bit this that she's actually quite beautiful as well, <laughs> and so she has an amazing smile. Oh my god! Do you get angry? <laughs> I do. I do have my moments. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think your energy is quite. I don't. I don't know. I think that's very important. I, actually, I would I usually yeah. find business people to be all serious, and I'm just. I don't Formal, know. Formal, say no. You know what I mean? And she's just out there. Like, welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you so much for Such having me, ladies. I'm very excited to be here. Let's start, let's start off. Um, let's, let's just give us a background. Who is Vumisile? I hope I'm actually... Who's Vumile? Vumile. I'm so Vumile glad. Vumile um, <laughs> Vumile. I think you're the third person this week, actually. I don't is know. I, think I should change my name. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Um, so I'm from KZN. Um, yeah. Went to boarding school at St. Mary's. Mm. Ended up studying accounting at Pretoria. Thought it was a good opportunity to learn a bit of Afrikaans in Setswana. Never quite happened. Um, <laughs> then went on to study a bit of finance. Um, worked in the UK a bit. I've been in mm. banking a while. And I've just it? finished two years in telecoms. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then we also noticed that you were part of a global entrepreneurship conference when you were 14. Yep. How did, how did that happen? The experience? Cause I was like, okay, old. <laughs> I'm so used to like, um, programs where they start like from 18. I was like 14. Mm. So. So it's a, it's an amazing, amazing organization called Junior Achievement. Okay. And the okay. whole point was to give exposure to uh, people in high school as to how does mm-hmm. the business world actually work. Oh, there oh. You go. Um, and our business that I happen to be the chief of operations for did very, very well. Mm-hmm. So we then got chosen to represent, um, our little province, KZN, mm-hmm. and then did better and represented, Gaut, I mean, um, South Africa and then was able to go for the very first time to the US to first the... time on an airplane to go overseas so you must know the excitement 14 years oh, old at 14 that's I, crazy I was living my best life <laughs> <laughs> you were living the life nice life problems <laughs> but uh, would you actually say that that's what led you into the business like mm. from into the business industry like from that young age from that conference actually or that experience at that conference mm. led you to be or rather to the point where you are today to actually say, I'm a businesswoman because of that experience. So I think would you it, say that? I think it definitely sparked something. I grew up in a mm. family that's quite entrepreneurial. Okay. So um, I grew up, you know, raised by grandparents and my mom. And my granddad has been a very successful businessman. He's been mm. in property, um, was in um, fast-moving goods. So that 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 was already there inherently. I think that sparked something in me, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I, I got back and I was back at St. Mary's and I was like, oh, now I want to I run the bu- small businesses in school. So I was like, I'm yeah. now the chair lady of Chamber of Commerce for school. <laughs> oh my. And it was fascinating and i realized actually this is this is my sweet spot this is where i belong is it and what are the advantages of like uh embarking into the business industry at a young age like you started from basically 15 they were Mm. training you at that age what is the advantages of those i think it's it's the beauty and naivety of youth you think you can do it all Mm. which i think Mm. you need that as an entrepreneur that's a very important point the older you get the more risk averse you become Mm. so you become afraid of failing but at that age oh you fail you dust yourself off and you just carry on and you carry on learning Mm. so i think i think that there's great great um um quality and exposure and being able to receive that at a young age is it that's Mm. amazing let's quickly talk about your qualifications because you get so many girl (laughs) you got (laughs) I don't understand. Let's talk about what exactly you qualified in. And now you're actually studying. You're saying you're doing your doctorate. Mm-hmm. Why would you still pursue doing that when you're already qualified? You got apparently six houses. I have to mention. <laughs> I mean, we want one. Eh? We want, we <laughs> want one, honey. Like, how do we, get, like, how does he, how does that even come about? Like, tell me about it. So I studied. Why a, still pursue it? Um, 
I, you know, I believe that a curious mind makes for a colorful soul. Okay. Mm. Um, and I'm one of those weird people who actually enjoy being in a classroom. I love learning. Wow. Um, and because of what I do, also coaching people on the side and doing my speaking engagements, mm. I don't think it's fair to, to not give something of quality. Mm. So why I'm doing a doctrine of applied leadership and coaching mm. is that I'm speaking not just from a, oh, this is my experience, but from a, from a psychological uh, space, this is how you think. From your spiritual background and perspective, this is how you out, this is how your outlook on life is. Mm. So I think, that actually education will make me serve better the people around me. Okay. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. That's deep. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've got six houses. I mean, really. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Guys. No, no, like, that's the thing. School, it, like... Education is important. <laughs> you can never really stop. I think that's what my mother actually told me. You can never really stop studying. No. Yeah. Mm, ever. I think it's because also we're in the world we're living in uh. today. You have to constantly learn. Because the tools and the strategies that you learned probably five years ago, they're they totally different. They so because avoid, yeah. like maybe years ago you were used to saying formal advertising and marketing. Now you have social media. You don't really need do. marketing yeah. and advertising. So I think, um, I don't blame her, but <laughs> she just motivated me there. Exactly. No, of course. <laughs> Trust me. I'm just like, now, you know, I'm just going to pick up a book after this. <laughs> Something. And I think, you know, I think this is, there's a critical point to remember here. Yeah. Is as Africans, as South Africans, as Africans, you don't want to be the best in your little nick of the woods. Of you want to be able to compete globally and, be well and know and be yeah. the best. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to expose yourself to a little bit of education. Yeah, that's true. That's like a good point. Yeah. What role do you think, um, your family played in becoming in like in molding you to become the woman that you are today. Um, definitely a very, very big role. Mm -hmm. So for example, my grandmother actually used to be a teacher mm -hmm. and she married my grandfather. And at the time the apartheid government said, okay, well you've got a husband now. You don't need to work anymore wow, really? unless you go back to school. So that's exactly what she did. Oh, she we went go. back to school and got a diploma and became a teacher. Mm. So that, that resilience of when someone says you can't do something, you make a way and you make a plan. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think that, that spirit has been in my family for a while. My aunt, when she, when she decided that, you know, she wanted to study further, Bantu education was awful in South Africa at the time. Mm. So she got her grades up and she was like, I'm going to go to university in the UK because that's the best. Mm. And she did. Yeah. So that sense of pursuing African excellence mm. is, is a, is a continuous theme in my family. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty crazy. But now you're an author as well, which is quite amazing from my side. I mean, I read. I know I don't really sound like I do, but I do. <laughs> I, I do read a book. And your book is actually called Imboko Inspiring, which really is, is a book that inspires women in business. What really inspired you to write such a book and what, what can readers expect? Like, tell me just a little bit about the book. Okay, perfect. So, um, mm. it was actually my kids. So I teach in, in Soweto on Saturdays. I teach English. Hey. And I talk about all these women that I'm obsessed with. I'm like, oh my gosh, when Smokey Sambo, they said no, she couldn't get financing, but she did. Now she owns airplanes. Wow. And my kids would look at me and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so I was like, I need to give them some exposure yeah. to get to know these people oh, that I God. admire so much. Yeah. So literally it was a bit of a selfish project because mm. it was questions I wanted answers to. So I wanted to ask Judith Lamini, Dr. Judith Lamini, should I have kids now or should I have them later? How does it impact my career and the trajectory of it? Mm. And having to, and having those kind of conversations and sitting down with Yolanda Kuba and asking her, how do you define money? And having interesting arguments about everyone prepares you to be poor. Mm. When you say I'm broke, everyone chips and says, girl, I'm broke too. But when you say I've got so much money, I don't know what to do with it. There's silence. That's true. And why mm. is that? Just let like me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How then do we shift that mindset to get mm. our people to the point of wealth being 
a, a rightful inheritance. Wow. Which it is. We live in the wealthiest continent on mm, mm, the planet. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, what, significant, what significance do you think African women play in business like yourself? I think the whole world is looking to Africa. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think we are, I think it's very clear that we're the next frontier from a commercial perspective. So there's a lot of pressure on us in that perspective. The second challenge is in Africa, we come in most, most, most of the continent is pretty patriarchal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how then do we not give up our culture, but still rise to the occasion of being seen as equals in business? Mm. And that, and from, and my honest opinion of that is that it only works when the women who are in business now open the door for the woman behind us. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think, I think our role as African women, one mm. is to pay it forward, no, two no. is to open the door for each other, and three is to be each other's biggest sponsors and, and mentors. Mm. Because, mm. I, because I am where I am, because I had a Judith Lamini to look up to, a Yolanda Toba, who was the youngest yeah. CEO yeah. on the JC. Yeah. So I was like, if she can do it, I can do, do it, it too. You can yeah. do it too. Mm. Um, so I think, um, you don't know what you don't know, but once you've seen it being done, all of a sudden the possibility exists. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. And um it's it's well, with that being said, like um with the women empowerment event that I host, like the one I invited mm. you before, I've received amazing, amazing um like feedback from African women. Like they want to get um involved and be part of it. Mm. So I feel like um more people are trying to recognize young minds like myself mm. who are trying to make a difference and make a change and they're helping each other doing that. Which sometimes it can be difficult but I feel like if you have the right people around you and the networks then everything mm. starts coming falling into place. Into place, yeah. 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 So if you're doing a phenomenal job with that, hey? Thank you. You really, really are. <laughs> Thank you. And I like that because. Are you coming? I'm doing another one soon. No, I saw, but I think I'm actually going to be in Morocco when you, when you're hosting. With oh that being said. <laughs> <laughs> That's just amazing. With that guys. being said, I actually wanted to ask, um, mm. with, with your job, what, what do you do exactly? Like, exactly, exactly. Like in depth, Break what down. you do? Yeah. Um, how often do you travel? I know you travel a lot, but mm. probably. Other people don't know it because <laughs> I know we we chat last year and you were traveling. You're out of mm. the country for quite a long time, so yeah. Okay, so, so um, so from a work perspective, service strategy doesn't mean anything. So let me put it like this: so I work for an enterprise business, okay. so my job is to make sure that the client experience. So let's pretend like Cliff Central exists all over the world. Yeah. If you're an employee of Cliff Central, you're getting a handset or being able to have access to Wi-Fi or being able to teleconference. Mm. That experience must be the same whether you're in Timbuktu, Japan. Um, Tanzania mm. or, or Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's my actual job. Why Africa is that it's African co- um, companies. Okay. So your South African bureaus, your first round groups. Okay. So uh, dimension data. So it's African companies. Okay. But my scope is global. If that right. makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, this time it's actually just a holiday. <laughs> it's mm. not work. Okay. So, so that, I'm looking forward to that. Is it? All right. I see actually that you've done like you into more of. Philanthropic work, of course, because I mean, mm. if you got the money and you got the source. <laughs> uh, but what have you done recently? And like, what do, would you say that there's a baton that you're trying to pass down to the people that you help out? Um, definitely. I think one, okay. is, 
I think we, I think we put a lot of pressure about it being philanthropic, right? Yes, yes. Like you're expecting someone to be signing checks. For me, it's a it's a case of giving up my time. So mm. when you when I get More and I get time. a lot of inboxes mm. of hi, please can I speak to you? Can I pick your brain on this? And I, I make sure that I make myself available. Okay, mm. yeah. Uh, for, for at least an hour a mm. week minimum. Mm. If I can't, I'll be like, can I call you back next week? Can we can we make a plan? If someone phones me, I had someone from DRC phone me, be like, um, I saw your stuff. Please, can you help me? We yeah. Skype called. I helped where I could. So I think that's important. All right. Uh, but I think the most recent thing I'll be doing, and I'm a bit nervous about, is speaking at my kids' graduation on Saturday. Oh, oh my god! So uh, these I've been with them since they were little. So they were, since yeah. they were 14, <laughs> and now they're off to university, and I've got to say my last speeches, like my last words to them. Oh my! Mm. And you, what do you say when you spend every Saturday with them? Like, yeah. what do you say that I haven't already said? Yeah. So um, I think I think that's the one thing is. Being true to yourself and sharing what you know, sharing mm. resources. Because I also think as people, sometimes we have this um, hoarding mentality yeah. that if I share with Sophie my, my, my network, ooh, then I won't have my then network I anymore. Have, <laughs> You're coming from a place of lack. Yeah. People are so yeah. selfish. Yeah, yeah and it's abundance. It's no, just no, believing no, no, no. there's more than enough. Yeah, that's true. Because I actually I do believe that women need to like help each other. Because I know yes. someone mm. who actually... Um, Host events similar to mine, and she also helps. Like, ask me, um, do you have speaker suggestions? Do you have venue suggestions? And mm. I'm the one, like, I'm part of the team. Like, you can use this speaker, you can mm. do this, you can use this catering company, you can yeah. use this deco because I understand the pressure that goes through other people when they try to come up with sub, su- such events. All by themselves. So I can understand. But then I want to also ask, um, since you were part of, um, um, doing your work with your volunteer work with these kids, what is your op- opinion, um, regarding the education in the education system in South Africa? Mm. It makes my heart weep. Oh my. It really, it really, really makes my heart weep. And I think for me, I'm a little closer to it because my mom's a teacher. So she's in charge of grade, mm. um, grade zero, grade R and grade ones. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's very difficult for me also, f- um, looking at the public system mm. because I've only ever been in private schools. Mm. So when I compare, it is, it's, it's, it should never be like this. There's a gap. There's a massive gap. So much so that I decided to, we decided to bring in English as extra classes because our kids were failing not because they weren't intelligent, but because they had a problem with the medium of instruction. Mm. We saw over 20% increase in marks just by bringing in English. Wow. Um, and we try and make, I try at least myself. I know that the yeah. other teachers do different things. Yeah. I had a session with the guys, with my kids where I was like, okay, let's pretend you're HR and you're coming for a job. Mm. The fear and lack of confidence in walking through the door and saying, hi, my name is. Mm. Because it's just, I'd rather just, I'm more comfortable speaking I, Sistana, Uzulu, I don't, oh, yeah. um, English is hard, it's for smart people. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah. a breaking down of a, a lack of confidence in bringing them in initially. It's also saying to them, this is, this is what you've gotten, these are the cards you've gotten, you've been dealt with in life. How yeah. then do you improve it yourself? Yeah. Which, sh- that should never be the case. Mm. We should not be putting so much pressure on our children to give themselves an education. Mm. Yeah. And for me, I'm also, it's not, it's not the Department of Education's fault. Mm. I think as a society, we should expect more. Yes. I expect more from us. Of yeah, course, that, of course, because there's always room for improvement anyway. There is. But wouldn't you say that I think maybe the government somehow has helped, like there's like a little bit of improvement coming out. Maybe like we've come from level one slightly to level two. There's, there's, there's been a change. I mean, if you think about it, like from... Uh, Back in the day, how education, how the education system was. If you look at it today, don't you think there's an improvement at all? Um, yes and no. Wow. 
Um, yes, because you, uh, we are now trying to cater to people's actual needs as opposed to what we determine. Because mm. we're preparing our kids for jobs that don't exist yet, right? Oh, that's just a topic. Like, that's a topic that's on its that, own. That's what that, we're actually doing. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, from that perspective of the fact that we've changed our curri- curriculum, curriculum to yeah. cater to what we don't know. No, is and I feel there is a, a failure in ourselves in dropping the standard. Yeah. For me, mm. the, for me thinking that you're going to go to university where you need a 75% to be considered an A student and you've come in but with a 30% 30%. and you've made it through. Yeah. It's not fair. Mm. It's, it's, it's not fair. And then we're seeing our counterparts all over the world. And I'm going to specifically look at the continent. Nigeria mm. is doing very well in the education system. Of course. Yes. So yes. it's, it's, so, and the reality is when the Chinese come or the Asians come or the mm. Americans come, they look at Africa as a big lump. As a, and mm. how do we take the best from this big lump? Mm. Who's going to be like, yeah, I'd, I'd like a South African to do that. There's certain careers where South Africa has done very well, like in the CA route, mm-hmm. number two and number one in the world. Mm. Fabulous. But we're not doing so well in our, in our medical students. So when we were collaborating with Cuba, we saw an increase in there. Mm. So I think we need strategic partnerships. I think mm. the way we approach education has to be a little bit fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think dropping the bar is not the solution. Okay, that is very true. That is deep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just tell us quickly, where can where can we get this Imbogoto inspiring book? How can we get a hold of you as a speaker as well? Social media platforms. Like how can we get okay, a hold so of you? Okay, so I'm Vumile Msweli, V-U-M-I-L-E Msweli at Facebook. I'm Vumi Msweli, V-U-M-I Msweli, M-S-W-E-L-I on Instagram. I am on Twitter, Vumi M on Twitter. Um. And currently the book, I'm very excited about the book, but it's still in the process of finalizing editing. So we're right. doing, we're going through the last editing pieces. Okay. Um, just finished uh, shooting for the cover. So very excited wow. about that. Mm. We ideally were hoping to have it launched in International Women's Month, which will be March. Okay. So you, it will be available on Amazon and, um, we finalizing and negotiating with a few, um, a few bookshops to see what's the best way to go about it. All right. Yeah. Last words of inspiration to women who are actually trying to, take on the strides that you have actually taken you know what i mean yeah. just words of motivation to young women out there um i always say this so don't reinvent the wheel it's very overrated <laughs> find a woman who has a, at least some semblance of achieving what it is that you're looking for and actually reach mm. out mm. you'll be surprised at how many people are actually willing to help you yeah we are we are africans our our essence is wound we all are because of each other yes um and do not please whatever you do do not come from a place of lack there's more and more and more than enough Mm. And remember that you're always enough. Yeah, that is true. Done. That was Vumilia uh, Msweli. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Yes, that's right. Cliff Central is what you're listening to. And this is Afrocentric, the yeah. show that focuses on 100% content. And today, mm-hmm. we're actually dwelling on business. Okay, making the money, making the money. Yeah, mula. serious business. Youth man. development, everything development, like next <laughs> level vibe. Right? And today, we actually have Rabison Shumba, who is an inspirational author, international speaker, life coach, entrepreneur. What else do you do? You're a capital developer. Basically, we're not chalet, guys. I'm just going to go solo on that one. <laughs> he, he makes money. All right, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much. So good to be here. Uh-huh. Amazing stuff. So let's, just, let's just quickly talk about what, who is Rabison Shumba? Let's start there. Mm. Who is he? Well, many things in one multifaceted kind of guy. Uh, my areas of interest are quite uh, 
many, particularly youth development. I love to work with young people. Mm. I'm a writer, a motivational speaker, and a life coach, and uh, mostly into business, infrastructure, and all that stuff. So I am multifaceted, as it were. Clearly, clearly, clearly. But um, let's just, I'm going to dwell into, because I obviously read your biography, and I feel like there's so many things that you went through uh, at, at a young age, yeah. like you went through some some difficult upbringing and having to take care of, I'm just going to tell them, 14 siblings. I think you being the 14th one, right? Yes, uh, the 15th. The 15th. Oh, okay. Yes. So you had to take care of 14 siblings because of the passing away. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace yeah. of your of, of your parents at a young age. How how did you take on such a responsibility? Like, And would you say that it has molded you, of course, to the person that you are today? Yeah. yeah. The leader I am today is as a result, as a result of the, uh, taking up responsibility at a very young age. At a very young age. Um, did my primary school in the rural areas. Uh, uh, walking 10, 15 kilometers a day to school wow. and back. Uh, barefoot. Uh, I only started wearing shoes at age 13. Um, wow. Very exciting background, is it, where I learned quite a lot. It molded me to be who I am today. Mm. So when I when I look around and I see uh, uh, people complaining about, are we eating chicken every day? Why, why can't we have something different? Mm. I, I look and say, do you know where I came from. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. raising these young people, I did, like I said, primary school in five years, not seven years. I skipped some grades. I was very bright in primary school. Uh, do your all levels and you're dead. Uh, you, you come up with the uh, best results and suddenly you're told your dad is uh, faster deteriorating because of cancer. Mm. Uh, I had to make a decision. I've got 14 siblings behind me. Mm. Um, I can't look after just my own uh, uh, dreams. I've got to find something to look after these uh, 14 amazing people. So yeah. that's that's how I broke into teaching. My, my, incidentally, my first uh, yeah. uh, profession yeah. is teaching. I'm a, okay. I'm a computer science teacher. And wow. then went into the private sector. Never, never got to teach that much uh, because uh, a company just said, oh, we we heard of this young man. Let him come and join us. Oh, I guess uh-huh. we got teachers in the building too. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling taught. I'm going to learn today. <laughs> but what was your initial like dream career? I know yeah. you, you changed to teaching because of the situation at home. But then what did you want to actually pursue i really wanted to be a neurosurgeon i i wow. if you look at my uh my all level results there are a lot of, mm. lot of science subjects that i self-taught that were straight a's mm. um mm. that's that's the direction i was going but it, my dad said you know i'm fast dying i've been given three years or so to live uh if you go for those kind of degrees uh what will happen to your siblings so i said oh as a responsible leader that i am uh let me find something to uh, to quickly do neurosurgeon is what i, I wanted to be but okay. uh, I, I considered it to say, let me invest in the next generation, which All is right, essentially yeah. what I'm doing now, even yeah. beyond what my family uh, uh, responsibilities have been. Mm. Uh, I just look beyond my family to say there are young people out there who are groping in the dark, uh, who don't yeah. have career guidance, which is what we didn't have in the village. Uh, yeah. Like I say, uh, yeah. Saying. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking beyond because of the lessons and the responsibilities I've carried in life. All right. And then while you were a teacher, did you experience like a number of school dropouts um, or like you mentioned, um, students were not having adequate um, information to career guidance. So did you do you think that was the cause of maybe there were school dropouts when when you were still a teacher? Well, I was only a teacher for four months, uh, what we call teaching practice, when I was still practicing to become a teacher. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So uh, beyond that, the day I got my results, I went into private sector immediately. Okay. Because they, they said, we we love your computer skills. But mm. from observation, uh, I would say lack of information uh, is causing a lot of dropouts uh, across Africa. Of mm. course, lack of resources as well. All right. Uh, so if, if I don't have access to information about what I can use my education for, mm. what's mm. the point of continuing with education? But how, yeah. how do we close? 
close the gap of of having like not access to 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 like certain things like how exactly can one individual just as much as i mean i myself would like to make a difference how can i actually make a difference even if i i mean i don't have really a lot of resources but how can i make a difference to such the, the, mm. the, the quickest and easiest way um was the gap i've seen between the the kids that have gone to good schools and those that are in, and, in the rural areas, yes. it's just information. Uh, access to information is one of the most critical uh, things ever. Uh, if mm. you look at uh, building a community library, for example, maybe not yeah, that building, is very take some yeah. books to certain schools. If you mm. go to some rural uh, schools across Africa, you'll yeah. find they're sharing a book or the teacher is the only one with a book. Um, so all they, 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 they lack is resources, as it mm. were. But like wa- what Vumila was saying earlier on, sometimes it's, you just need to give off your time. It's mm. not as expensive if, as having to fork out money from your bank. Yeah. Yeah. So give off your time. There's a young man down the road who just wants information about how to become a, a dentist or how to become a mechanic. Just mm. spend time with them. Because young people across uh, the continent are lacking people that they can look up to who have time, who spare time for them. Mm. Because we are busy chasing money. We, we, I've got a business to run. I've got, I've got targets and, and stuff like that. Mm. But they don't have uh, people who they can hold on to and say, Sir, can I sit with you for 15 minutes? There's something I need to know. Just, yeah. So that gap needs to be closed as fast as possible. If we are to see Africa participating on the global frontier. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm actually glad you're taking charge. Let's just quickly, you actually run um, two foundations, I think. The Greatness Factory Trust and what's the other Touching one again? Lives, Touching Africa Africa. Lives. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us more about these, tru- these Well, foundations. the Greatness Factory uh, uh, Trust is an organization I formed in 2010 when I discovered my purpose to say, look, I'm, I'm not just a, an IT engineer. I'm yeah. about people, about developing people, leadership development, em- entrepreneurial development. I then said, I want to go into communities, but I need a, ve- a vehicle to do that. So I formed mm. that trust and uh, brought in other people to help me uh, uh, mentor and coach young people. So that's how the Greatness Factory uh, Trust came about. And hundreds of uh, youths have been trained across the, the townships, particularly in, in Zimbabwe. Mm. And I've also used that particular vehicle to, to mentor youths across the world. The world in general. Social yeah. media uh, era, I, I use a lot of social media. I'm, I'm there uh, a lot of the times. So that's mm. where the Greatness Factory Trust comes from, to give okay. information to young people, to write books and give them uh, seminars and, and, and coach them as much as possible. As much as possible. Yeah. But Touching Lives Africa Foundation is a foundation that I, f- I formed when uh, I decided I need to celebrate my birthday differently. I want to go wow. to homes. I want to. So I said to my friends this past year, um, if you're going to give me anything for my birthday, give me a packet of sugar, a packet of uh, milk, wow, really? etc. Yeah, and I use social media for that, crowdfunding. Mm, nice. And mm. my house was full, and my kids were like, where, where do we put these things? I said, on my birthday, this is what we're doing. Trying to model to them as yes. well, you know, yeah, how yeah, things yes, should be yeah. done. We are going to take these to the underprivileged. But guess what? Days after, on that particular day, we went to three different uh, children's, children's homes, homes yeah. in, in Harare. Um, days after, people continued to pour resources. Because wow. the network is huge. The social media impact is quite... You can use social media actually to change the world. Yeah, yeah. So from that day, I'm talking about July 2016. Mm. Uh, from that day, went to the uh, three other <clears throat> homes in the near, nearby town as well. Went to... We're now in nine towns, uh, as it were. Wow. Impacted thousands and thousands of people. Not because I had money. I just had an you idea. You just had an idea. You don't have to have millions of dollars to make a difference. No, yes, yes, no yes, that's yes, a very yeah. good point. So, so, so if you look around ourselves, there's something you have that I don't have. And if you can share what we have, yes. we go away 
happy, all of us. <laughs> all right. And with that being said, you've um, both foundations, they basically started off in Zimbabwe, but then um, what are your future plans for both of the foundations? Well, the, the, the first one, which, uh, which is Touching Lives Africa Foundations, you can hear the word Africa. Uh, mm. It's out, outward looking. It's not just looking at Zimbabwe, but it's also trying to model to the rest of Africa. You can also do the same. Yeah. Because I, I was saying to people, you don't necessarily have to donate everything via Touching Lives Africa, but mm-hmm. in your little community, if I can influence you enough to realize that you can also do crowdfunding you within also, your community, yes. you can form your own uh, little uh, initiative that can impact uh, uh, generations. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at partnering other organizations across Africa mm. to do the same, just like here in uh, uh, South Africa, I've already started working with uh, Africa Rise Foundation. Mm. They are also doing some, something of that nature, uh, the sanitary pads, which is something I was doing in Zimbabwe as well. Yes. Yes. I called myself Ped Shopper the, the last year, mm. where I raised thousands and thousands of sanitary uh, pads. Of course, people are looking at me funny. Oh, is a guy no. going around <laughs> buying pads, etc. But yeah. I looked, just interacting with these kids, mentoring and coaching them, they, they, these very uh, deep needs that they had, particularly mm. uh, to do with sanitary way. You know, in our culture, you can't talk about things of that nature. Yeah. But, you know, as soon as I opened it up and many other uh, people started pouring in resources, including men. You mm. get $50 uh, from there, you get $100 from there. They're saying, we can't do it. You can do it, so go ahead and do it. So, And then I just want to add to that point. I was actually reading an, an article last year. They were saying mainly the main reasons for girls to drop out of school, of school. is because of they, they go um, yeah. on periods yeah. and also child marriage, getting married at a very, very young age. Yeah. Exactly. So if you can give access to information to kids at a young age so that you can do something with um the education you have yep. and you provide them with the sanitary pads that you do, then that obviously the dropouts will then reduce from there because I yeah. think that you've just tackled two of the major, major things that major cause, things, that yes. cause girls to drop out. That, that's amazing. Uh, that is amazing. And the other thing is also to, to empower these girls, even in their communities to make sure to, to make them realize that they can actually create business out of making those reusable sanitary pads. It's better than what they're using now. Yeah. Using newspapers and many other things I can men- yeah. I can't mention here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can actually, they can actually begin to be enterprising around uh, sanitary wear, and you know the health of the of the kids will be much much better. I always say, sanitary wear can contribute to the GDP growth of a nation. Yes, yes. If a child drops out of school for a week, a girl child, we will continue to have this gap where the men, the boys, are always doing great, and the the, the girls are not doing. Yeah, great. Yeah, because they are falling behind. Yeah, so we can actually build the GDP of our nations in five, ten years from now, we can actually see the difference. If we keep all the girls in school, mm. we'll see a major difference, a major shift in our economies across Africa. That's true. And that, and with that being said, um, there's some... That's actually something that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, well, for the fact that, I mean, topic of the day is basically business and yeah. women in business. So yeah. let me ask you as, 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 a, as, as a businessman as well. For the fact that your Touching Lives Africa Foundation it, it dwells on empowering women, that that means you actually see that there is a significance that women play in our community. What exactly do you think is that role? The the, the, the role is the importance of actually empowering women is that you know uh, research has been actually done before to say um, if you give a woman hundred dollars as a loan uh, and you give a man hundred dollars again as a loan. There are chances that the woman will pay up the loan. I think there was a research. That was yeah. Done. yeah. So it's very important uh, in this time uh, in in Africa to empower, ensure that we empower the women because they are 
more responsible as it were uh, yeah. saying that uh, uh, boldly as a man yeah when i when i assess the priorities that men have and that women have a woman will say i can't afford not to pay back this loan yeah. i can't afford uh, not to have this bus- uh, to have this business die yeah. if this business dies my whole clan dies so okay. as a result we need to empower them to ensure that they they continue to uh, raise the standards uh, of business in the in the economies well, mm-hmm. that's actually quite interesting. Unfortunately, we actually uh, have have almost reached the end of the show. We've run out of time. But just quickly, uh, share with us. The, um, you have an event coming up, I think, in, uh, Cape, in, Town. in Cape Town on the yeah. 11th of, yes. of February. Tell, tell us about it quickly. Yeah, uh, quite an event. Um, doing leadership development, entrepreneurial development, yes. goal setting, you name it. So yes. ev- everybody who wants to come along, please do come along and uh, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... Uh, Human capital developer, as I said earlier on, I love to ensure that people are more efficient at what they're doing. And uh, if you are employed, if you are starting looking to start a business, Mm -hmm. uh, you are you are the perfect candidate for that. How do you get the tickets? Uh, they're being sold in Cape Town right now. Um, okay. But if anybody, anybody wants to get involved, if they find me on social media, uh, mm. Twitter handle mm-hmm. at Rabison Shumba, R-A-B-I-S-O-N-S-H-U-M-B-A. Uh, it's the same handle for Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook, Rabison Shumba as well. Okay. Awesome okay. stuff. Sophia, any, anything to say quickly? Well, I had a fun time on the show. So awesome I stuff. want to thank you both, Rabison and Vumile, thank for so coming for on coming. our show. Thank you, thank you for having thank us, ladies. And we wish you all the base with all your endeavors and yeah we hope we will chat to you soon and to the listeners thank you so much for tuning in it is afrocentric the show that focuses on 100 percent contact but we have to love you and leave you for now so (laughs) goodbye for now bye (laughs) cliffcentral.com